Church, can you say this with me? Close doesn't count. And if you stayed up late last night, you saw that close. Well, that wasn't even close, that field goal. But, however, Ohio State almost beat Georgia, the defending national champions. But close isn't enough. And I want you to know that when it comes to Jesus, close isn't enough as well. I don't want it to be said, I almost made it to heaven. Oh, I was just so, I missed by a field goal. No, we want to be sure of our salvation. And we want to serve the Lord with all of our hearts, all of our mind, and all of our strength. We're continuing in a series called Perfected by Love. And today's message is entitled, Losing All to Gain All. And when it comes to loving God, it may not always look like you're gaining in life, but the truth is just the opposite. Let's bow our heads as we prepare to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Father, I thank you that the word goes uh, and it completes the task in which you have assigned it this morning. I love your sheep. And because I do, you've given me a word to give them this morning, this first day of the year. And may this message, God, may it echo through the 365 days that stand before us. That sometimes, God, it looks like we're losing, but we're really gaining all, especially as it relates to the things of this world. Especially as it relates to the things that you ask us to give up and to lay down so that we might receive those things that are eternal and never perish. God, some of us are in love with the things we see. We're in love with this world. But Lord, you said that we must be willing to lay it all down, to lose it all so that we might retain our souls. Father, in the name of Jesus, may truth do a work and a wonder in this place this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every ear would be open to hear your word and every heart would be fertile to receive the seed of the word and that the enemy cannot pluck up one seed. I speak 100-fold return on this word in our lives this morning and we pray this in Jesus' name. May your anointing be upon your servants today. Me as I deliver and them as they receive and I as I receive as well. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Father, I pray for the intercessors that will be praying during this word, God. I pray that they would strive, God, to defeat every work of the enemy, God. That they would strive to allow this nourishment to reach the soul of the hungry. And we pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Perfected by love, losing all to gain all. Church, you need to know this, that sometimes when uh, we are winning, it, it looks like we're losing according to the, to, the, to the way the world is set up. Sometimes in the spirit, you could be making gains, but in the natural, you look foolish. Those things that you are willing to lay down and turn aside. Many even believe today that uh, when we give offerings to the church that we are losing something when the truth is that we are gaining something because there is no losses in God. So we're going to talk about being perfected by love today some more because God's love comes to perfect us. And again, when winning looks like losing, we must be able to recognize it. Church, can you say agape love? 
Agape love is the, is the highest form of love there is. It's the God kind of love. The God kind of love is, to, is willing to make sacrifices that cost you everything. Now, I grew up saying, I love dressing. I love macaroni and cheese. And I love, I better stop because that'll be 15 minutes of, of the things I love. But if you ever asked me, would I be willing to die for any of them, I would say no. There's no way I'm dying for a plate of food. There's no way I'm dying for a car or an item of clothing. So there's a lot of things that we've said that we've loved before that if I ask you, would you be willing to die for that thing, you say, no, I'm not going to die for that. That means it's not agape love. Agape love means that you're willing to lose something. You're willing to surrender something. So when it's true agape love, it will look like a loss to others, but a victory in the sight of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 through 42. While you find your way there, it will be on the screen this morning prayerfully. And I'd like to invite uh, to say hello to all of our visitors this morning. So God bless you. Can we give our visitors a hand this morning? Appreciate you all being here today. All right, God, do this for us. So, agape love. Sometimes when you're winning, it looks like you're losing. Say this with me, church. Sometimes... When I'm winning, it looks like I'm losing. Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 through 42 say this. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene. And the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. So he's, he's hanging Jesus, the one that claimed to be the son of God, the savior of the world, is there hanging on a cross, still alive at this time. Verse 37, a sign was fastened above Jesus' head announcing the charge against him. It read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Remember, church, sometimes when you're winning in God, it looks like you're losing to the world, all right? And I think we need to carry this thought into 2023. There's going to be sometimes you look like you're losing something, but you're really gaining something in God, all right? The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. And there might be some people in your family that might say that to you. Look at you now. Where is your God now? But we declare now in the name of Jesus Christ in 2023 that we will see nothing but victory in Jesus Christ. That no matter what it looks like to an outsider, that God is for us. And if he is for us, who can be against us? Look at you now. They yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well, then, if you are the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. So it looked like Jesus was losing. It looked like he wasn't who he said he was. Verse 41, 
the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mocked Jesus. Even the church was mocking Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now, and we will believe in him. Church, sometimes when it looks like you're losing, you're really winning. I really want you to know that, that you've got some things that you can shout and rejoice about right now because it, it looked like a loss, but I'm trying to tell you that in God, it's truly a victory, no matter what it is, all right? So it looked like Jesus was losing on this cross, but he was really gaining. Every second that the blood was dripping, every second that the oxygen was leaving his body, he was getting closer to death, and getting closer to death meant that he was about to be raised up into glory. It was looking like a loss. I'm trying to tell you some of the things that you've been going through that have been looking like a loss, but when Christ is in control, it's going to be a gain on the other side. And when he brings you through that thing, it's going to be a gain on this side because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Can someone say amen? amen. All right. Let's go to John chapter 10. Verses 17 through 18. I'm here to tell you this morning that sometimes when you are, when you are, it looks like you're losing, but you're really winning. John 10, 17 through 18 says this, Jesus talking, the father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. Please hear this for 2023. God's going to require greater sacrifice from his church. Those who really say they belong to him. He says, this, my father's love loves me. Why? Because I sacrifice my life. Say this with me, church. I sacrifice my life. That's how God knows that you love him, the same way that Jesus knew it. Verse 18, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. So throughout 2022 and before, we have sacrificed our lives for many things. We've, because any, anything you give your time to, you're giving your life to. So we sacrifice our life to social media. We sacrifice our life to sports and to television and to, and to this and to that. But if we were able to see a graph, if God were to present a graph to us, a pie graph, a chart to us this morning and say, here is what you sacrificed to last year, what would his piece of pie look like? Right? I don't want you seeing mine either. All right? But what was his piece of pie look like? He knows that we love him when we make sacrifices towards him. And if we say that he has our all, it should look like it. Remember Ananias and Sapphira, when they said we sold the property for this much, but they lied to the Holy Spirit and fell dead. Let us not be liars today. Let us not be liars this year. If God really is our God who we love, then our lives should be sacrificial towards him. So, in order for love to be godly or agape, there must be two things present at all times. Church, can you say this with me? Obedience, Obedience. and sacrifice. So if it's really agape love, if, if it's really you loving God, there's going to be obedience 
and there's going to be sacrifice. So, so then what is love in the sight of God? It's willingly and cheerfully giving him what he asked for. So if you're a note taker, please write that down. And if you've got our app, our New Life Christian Ministries app, then the notes are in the app. There's no way you're going to retain all of this that God is feeding you this morning. So you've got a way to go back into the notes and study them throughout the week. So... Write this down as the definition of love this morning. What is love in the sight of God? It's willingly and cheerfully giving him what he asked for. So when it's true agape love, it will look like a loss to others, okay, but a victory in the sight of God. Giving your money to the poor looks foolish to the majority of the world. They need to just go get a job. I got a job. Why are you giving your money to them? Why don't they pull themselves up by their bootstraps? Don't give them anything. You're just enabling them, right? It looks foolish to the world. But our God told us to do it, right? He says, bless the poor. Bless those who are hungry. Bless those who are naked. But it's going to look foolish to the world. But don't you let the world's opinion of you stop you. I think that's our problem in 2020. And the years before, we're too concerned about what the world thinks about us, how we look to the world instead of how we look to God, the one that can only, the, the true one that can judge us, right? So we've got to get that out of our system. Uh, another thing that looks foolish to the world is when we give our time to God. What are you doing here on New Year's Day? You know, you should be resting. It's a holiday. That's foolish for you to be going there. Why do you go to church on a Wednesday night? That's so foolish. You've worked all day. That's your time. Enjoy that time to yourself. It looks foolish to the world. But when we love God, we're going to be obedient and we're going to make sacrifices. All right? So... During worship one time, I was standing, uh, I think, over there, and I was worshiping and loving on the Lord, and I said, God, I know what the, what the greatest picture of your love towards me looks like. It looks like you uh, allowing Jesus to die on a cross for me. So when I want to see a picture of perfect love, that's what God shows me. It's, it's Jesus on a cross dying for me. I said, okay, God, but what does perfect love look like for you from me. And you know what he told me? It's you on a cross. Wow. It's me on a cross? Are we called to carry a cross? Yes. Are we called to die on a cross? Yes. And then that's, that's where, where a lot of people sign out of Christianity. Like, ah, you had me until there. Right? Just like when Jesus was alive. Can you drink my blood? Can you eat my flesh? Like, ah, we're out of here. That's too much that you're asking for, right? So to be a true follower, and oh man, say this with me. Uh, don't call me a Christian. Call me a lover of God. Come on, that should change everything. That should change everything, right? I love God. I'm not just a Christian can be anything in, in this age, but we're saying, no, I'm not just a Christian. I am a lover of God. So let's go to Galatians chapter 2, 22. So I say that the greatest expression of love 
of, of, that you could show God is you on a cross. So how does that look for us? What does that greatest expression of love look like? Let's go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I got to give you Bible for what I say. And that's another thing we, got, we need to stop doing uh, from, from 2022. Like we're watching these people talk to us on, on Facebook and Instagram, and you're getting all these words from people, and they're tickling your ears. But if they don't have any Bible that backs up what they're saying, you need to just flush that stuff down the toilet or sit it aside and say, God, when you confirm this with your word, that's when I'll receive it. I feel the Holy Spirit all on this one. Listen to me. Don't you just receive a word from anybody unless it's got some Bible basis to it because God, because there can be witches and warlocks, right, operating in churches and saying that they have ministries and they're pronouncing stuff over you and it's not the Bible at all and it's not God at all. So be very careful what you say yes and amen to. Yes and a man only belongs to the promises of God. So be careful of all these ministries that you are just eating off of, eating so much stuff, and we're wondering why we're sick and depressed and defeated because we're snacking on so many different tables, and some of those tables are the tables of demons as well. Be very careful. God has given you a pastor, and I know I'm not the only godly influence in your life, but honey, if God didn't give them to you, then don't you receive ministry from them. It's, it's so common now to just get ministry from everybody, right? But in the last days, they said that we would go after things that tickle our ears, that sound good to us, all right? Some, some of you might say, well, Pastor Damien, you just preach so hard at us. Like, oh, man, I, gotta, I walk out limping. I would rather limp into heaven than run into hell. Do you hear what I'm saying? I would rather have a truth that keeps me on the straight and narrow than to hear all this gobbledygook that sounds good but wasn't true. Amen? Amen. Gobbledygook, he said. All right, let's keep going. I said that the greatest expression of love of you towards God is you on a cross, just like Jesus was on a cross. But can I give you Bible for that? Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. Say this with me. My old self has been crucified with Christ. So that's the expression of love that heaven is looking for. You know what? The old me is gone. The sinful me is gone. I have been crucified on this cross with Jesus. And that was God's assignment for Jesus and the best thing and gift that he wants to give you. Let's keep going here. It is no longer I who live. You see why God would love this as a picture of, of your love towards him? It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's the greatest expression of love that a human can show our God is to say that I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer the sinful Adam that lives, but Christ who lives in me. And this life I now live, I live in faith. In the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. So in 2023, I want you to be more focused on the spiritual version of yourself. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because that, that carnal version of ourselves, it, it, it tends to just want to rule, right? It gets to do everything. Uh, 
The spiritual self wants to read the word. The spiritual self wants to fast and pray. But the natural self, when it's stronger, none of that stuff happens. So in 2023, we're looking for a stronger spiritual me, a stronger spiritual version of ourselves. And the new self is spiritual and in Christ. So that means this. Our thoughts, our words, and our actions are all authorized by Christ. So as we move forward into this new year, it needs to pass that test. What I am thinking... What I am about to say and what, am I, what I am doing, is it of Christ? Come on. And I've already started doing this, and I've had to shut my mouth at my house, right? Because I've, I've thought about it, right? I, I, I allowed what I was thinking to go through the Holy Spirit and to say, is this what I'm about to say? Is it going to produce life or death? Is it going to bless or curse? Is it going to heal or to hurt? And so many times when the spiritual self is not the stronger self, then we're allowing ourselves anything just goes and we repent later. But that's not the way God is looking for us to love him anymore. He wants us to live a life truly in Christ. Romans 8, 6 says this. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. And not only death, but debt as well. I guarantee us that some of us would not have made some financial decisions that we have if we would have truly prayed about it first and not just done it from instincts because it felt good. Will you raise your hand if that was, that's true for you? You've ever made a financial decision? <laughs> You've ever made a financial decision that was not spiritual at all? It was totally natural, just felt good to you, and now you regret it. Listen to me. Some of us have stuff on credit cards that we don't even know where that stuff is anymore. But you're still paying for it. So that's why everything must flow through the spirit from now on. We got to say it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Because if we let the sinful nature control us, our minds, it leads to death. But listen to this good news. Letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You're the best version of yourself while you're loving God. You're the best version of yourself while you're obeying God. You're the best version of yourself when you are spiritual in mind and not carnal in mind. Again, church, sometimes winning looks like it's losing. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10, beginning in verse 37. It says this. If you love your father, and, and, and this is Jesus talking, the one who came to die for you while you were still a sinner, all right? The one that came from God, and God is love, okay? So this is love talking to you. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, listen up, church. This is the Bible that you're hearing. This is God's word. Uh, all of us will not be here forever unless Christ comes back this year. Some of us may go see him first. So you're being blessed to hear truth right now. And listen to what your Jesus says. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. 
If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. I had the pleasure of being at Destiny's wedding on last Friday, and the couple, they read vows to themselves. And here's, just see, this is Jesus. He is our bridegroom, and we are his bride. And here's what he's telling us. He says, if you love me, then you won't let anything else be before me. Not family, not friends, not husband, not stuff, any of those things. You must be willing to give it all up. Remember what I told you. Sometimes winning looks like you're losing. Come on, we got to get out of the flesh. Get into the spirit. Sometimes winning looks like you're losing. What do you mean? I've got to love you more than my mom and dad and more than all these things. Let's see why. Mark chapter 10, verses 28 through 30 say this. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied. And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution, and in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Say this with me. Sometimes, when it looks like I'm losing, I'm winning. All right, so let's look at the blessing of giving God what he asked for. Because, man, I tell you what, that's, that's how you set yourself up for the blessed life. We never give uh, what God is asking for based off your own feelings. Never determine within your own heart, absent of the presence of the Holy Spirit, what's right to give God because he's already told us what he wants. So let's go to Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39. We're talking about learning about, rather, the blessing of giving God what he asked for. Father, as this word goes forth and the intercessors are praying, I pray, God, that minds are changing. I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ that strongholds of lust are being broken in this place right now. I thank you that pride is being broken. Selfishness is being broken, God. Curses are being broken, God. Strongholds are being broken, God, so that we might release all these things that really have us. That's what it is, Holy Spirit. There's some things that you're asking us to let go of, really, because they have a hold of us. And if we're not careful, these things will cost us to lose our soul. For your word said, what does it profit a man to gain the entire world and lose his soul? God, help us to see this message isn't for our neighbor. It's for us. This message is for you. If you can hear my voice, this message is for you. There's some things God is asking you to lay down to prove your love for him. Father, I thank you that just in the hour, just as in the hour of Christ's temptation, the devil tried to get to do him to do three things, but each time he play, he did what pleased you instead of himself. Now we learn from that in Jesus' name. Amen. The blessing of giving God what he asks for. Say this with me, church. God, help me to give you what you're asking for. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Remember, the, the series we're in is called 
perfected by love. So this is, this is something, God is about to do something in us and for us, which will perfect us by love. You see, we all want God's love. We all want his best, right? But we can't be perfected until we release into him love as well. We have a God that wants to be loved. Did you know that? You have a God that desires love. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, if to love is to give God what he asked for, then what does that look like in this passage? It looks like an opportunity to truly be perfected by his love. Can you raise your hands all over the building, please? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as these hands are uplifted right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that something will begin to happen in the spiritual self, God, and that recreated self, that new self in Christ. I call you to rise up in Jesus' name. I speak to these dry bones in the name of Jesus Christ, and I call them to live and to live in God and to live in love, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the blessing of giving God what he asked for. So why do we need this perfection? Why did God give us this series? Why do we need to be perfected by love? First John 4, 17 through 19 says this. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence. Church, say confidence. With confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Was Jesus afraid to die? No. Why? Because he sacrificed his life for the Father. I'm going to ask you something. I want you to say no. Are you afraid to die? No. no. And the reason that you can say no is because you've sacrificed. Ooh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you've sacrificed your life for the Father. Remember, the perfect image from earth to heaven of love for God is you on a cross saying, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Verse 18, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows us that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved because he loved us first. If any of you are afraid to die, it's only because you've not been perfected by his love. And to be perfected by his love is to be born again. To be perfected by his love is to have your, your sinful self destroyed and your new self in Christ, and that enables you to live this life on earth as Christ did. He lived with no fear of dying, and we live with no fear of dying as well. So that is why we need this perfection. We need to be perfected by love so we can rid ourselves of all fear. 
2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. We've got to carry this into this new year, right? A lot, of, a lot of people say new year, new me. A lot of people say, you know what, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to do, save money this year. You're not going to do anything outside of Christ. Not one thing, right? Because with God, all things are possible. So if you do plan to lose weight, it's going to be because you have not been given a spirit of fear, come on, but of power and of love and of self-control. Say this with me. I have self-control. That's how we're going to lose weight this year because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. I've got the power to take care of myself. I've got the love to want to be healthy and to want to be prosperous. And I've got the self-control from God to be able to say no to Cupid and yes to a glass of water. Because sometimes we're not hungry. Sometimes we're thirsty. You hear what I'm saying? And sometimes we're not hungry, we're bored. Sometimes we're eating meals between meals just because we needed some dopamine. We needed a rush. We needed to feel something. We needed to feel good. And we thought that the Twinkie made us feel good. But it was really killing us. Because sugar is a toxin. And sugar kills us, right? And God has not given us a spirit of fear. So I don't have to fear needing some kind of, come on now, I don't have to fear needing some kind of external source to provide joy for me. For the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So we've got to be more spiritual. My spirit man doesn't need a double cheeseburger. My natural man doesn't even need it when he eats it most of the time. We were just bored, right? So, Lord, I pray in 2023, you give us self-control over these mouths. Not only what goes into them, God, but what comes out as well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get off the dieters. I'll leave you alone. I'm sorry. Talking about me, too. All right, verse 8. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. This is why we need to get rid of the spirit of fear. This is why some of you don't show up to compel because you got a spirit of fear that's trying to attach itself to you. But God didn't give you that spirit of fear. Why do we need to be perfected by love? Because there's people out there dying and going to hell every day and we're too scared to open up our mouths. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus Christ. That is not the spirit that you've given your church. You've given us the Holy Spirit. So your word says never be ashamed to tell others about our our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either. Even though I'm in prison for him, with the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. So, what is the love that God wants? And what does he require us to give? Matthew 22, 37-39 again, love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, love your neighbor as yourself. So what again is love in the sight of God? It's willfully Willingly and cheerfully giving him what he asked for. John 14, 23 tells us this. Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. Did you hear what Jesus said? All who love me will do what I say. Not just hear what I say, but do what I say. My father will love them 
and we will come make our home with each of them. So this year is, 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 is less about coming to church, which you need to do anyway, and more about being the church. Say this with me, Lord, this year, in 2023, I desire to be your sanctuary. Come on, where God lives, right? Let's get into this. Here's what God says. If you truly love me, because remember, what he wants, what he asks for is this, right? To be perfected by love is to give God exactly what he's asking for. He asks for your heart, your soul, and your mind. So let's, let's dig, all right? So if you truly love me, is what, this is what the Lord is saying to us. If you truly love me, give me all of your heart for sanctuary. Revelations 2, verses 4 through 5, he said this, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Lord, show us how far we have fallen. He says, turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Remember when you first got saved? Oh, man, had your... Bible highlighters, right, and your notebooks, right, and your Joyce Meyer bumper sticker on your car, and oh, man, so on fire, trying to get people saved at work. Oh, Becky, in accounting, you need Jesus, honey, right? We were just so on fire, and the love of God was just oozing out of us, but what happened, right? What happened? And God is saying, I want to be your sanctuary again. Don't just honor me when you come to church. I want, I want to be honored everywhere. I want your body to be a living sacrifice. I want your body to be my sanctuary. I want to live in you, right? If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. So if it's your heart's desire to be a, for your heart to be a sanctuary in 2023 for God, don't just repeat after me because I'm asking you to. Repeat after me because that's your true desire. Say this with me. Lord, I give you all of my heart as a possession so that you can possess me. Put your hands on your heart. Here. Praise the Lord. All right, let's keep going. Here's what else Jesus says. If you truly love me, give me all of your soul. For a sanctuary. Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13 says this. And now Israel, what does the Lord God require of you? You see, God's got some requirements. See, that greasy grace we've been hearing about for a long time that lets a lot of us live in sin and then repent. That's greasy grace, right? Slippery slope, right? We don't want no greasy grace. Uh, if, if, if you're going to give me some grease, fry something in it, right? All right? But I don't want no greasy grace, right? So we've got to stop saying, okay, I, I can sin now and repent later. That's absolute absurdity, it's stupidity, and it's suicidal to live a life that says, I can sin now, and I'll just repent a little bit later. That is absolute foolishness, because the Word of God tells us about a man who says, you know what, look at all that I have. This house can't even attain my blessings. I'm going to tear down this little barn and build bigger barns. And the word of the Lord came to him that night and says, you fool, your soul I require from you this night. 
It's foolish to live in sin when you could be living in Christ. Father, I come against greasy grace right now in the name of Jesus Christ. If we really love you, then we'll obey your word at all times. Not just when it's time to do ministry, not when it's just time to come to church, God, but we will be a living sanctuary, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now Israel, what does the Lord require of you? Remember, we're trying to make our soul a sanctuary right now. He requires only that you fear the Lord your God. Father, I pray in 2023, the fear of the Lord returns to the church. And live in a way that pleases him. And love him and serve him with all of your heart and soul. And you must always, church say always. You must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Sometimes when you're winning, it looks like you're losing, but we're obeying God for our own good. It's not going to make sense to your family while you do the things you do, but you're obeying God for your own good. Everybody else is drinking and smoking and cussing, and you say, "I no, I don't want any of that. We're going to look foolish to the world, but we're obeying God. Why? For our own good, right? Come on. We're going to do those things that please God instead of pleasing ourselves and pleasing the world. So... When we love God, we give him our souls that, we may ha- that he may have our will and desires. Why does God need our souls? Why do we have to love him with our soul? Why does the soul need to be his sanctuary? So that he can have our will and our desires. And this gives us the ability to be holy as he is holy. Let me ask you a question. I want you to say yes to this. Would you consider yourself to be holy? Now, if you struggle with that, it's only because you haven't been perfected by love. It's only because the chief resident of your body is not Christ, but it's you. The only reason that you would ever feel uncomfortable saying that I'm not holy is that you're not full of the Holy One. Do you not know that the gift of God is the Holy Spirit and he can fill you from the bottom of your feet all the way to your mind with his holiness and with his thoughts and with his righteousness? That's what we're aiming for this year. No more being half filled with God. No more having the old wineskin. We want a new wineskin this year. And God, if you got to break me down, come on now. God, if you got to if you got to loose shake some stuff up in my life that I might have this new wineskin, I'm willing to do it. Some of us are going to go through some things this year that are going to look like God's not on our side. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're listening. You listen to the the Instagram prophet. Listen to the man of God right here, right? Some of us are going to go through some things this year that are going to look like God's not on our side, but he's just shaking us up so that we can have the new wine skin, right? Come on, listen to me. God's going to do some things this year where he's going to begin to pour out new wine, and you're going to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm bursting. Like, what's going on with me? He's going to say, listen, I'm giving you grace, and I'm giving you mercy, and I'm giving you time. Ask me for the new wine skin. 
ask me for the new wine skin. And, and here's some signs of that, right? See, right now, many of you don't have the willingness or ability that when God wants to wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning to pray, you just turn over because you've got an old wine skin, right? But, it, but it's kind of, God's kind of agitating you, right? He's saying, I want you to read the word more. I want you to log out of Facebook, log out of uh, Instagram, log out of TikTok, all these things. I want you to, to separate yourself unto me. I want to pour my holiness into you. I want to pour my fire into you. I want to pour my oil into you. But I will not share your temple with the devil. I will not allow you to mix the world with my righteousness. I'm not shouting at you. Please don't take this as anger. This is the love of God that you're hearing this morning. Listen, some of, it's going to be so obvious who doesn't serve God anymore. It's going to be so obvious who doesn't have the Holy Spirit anymore. It's going to be so obvious who's, not, who's on, not on fire. Because the line has been drawn in the sand. And what used to look like, what you used to be able to fake with religion, when we, when we cross over this line, you can't fake it anymore. You've got to have the Holy Spirit. You've got to be holy. You've got to be full of his word because some of us are going to encounter demonic forces. And remember in the Bible, when the sons of Sceva came across demonic forces, they acted like they could cast the demons out. But those demons jumped on them and tore their lives apart. Why? Because they did not have the new wineskin. 2023 is going to require a new wineskin. You can't get by with how you lived in 2022 this year. You can try, but you won't please God. It'll be like an Ohio State field goal at the end of the game last year. We're so close. We're lined up. He had just kicked one before that, that was good, right? But then when it came time to win the game, it wasn't in him. God bless that young man. Lord, we pray for that young man right now in Jesus' name. Any kind of scorn, any kind of hate mail, God, any kind of, any kind of uh, wrath that's, that's being poured out against that young man and his family. Satan, the Lord rebuke you now in Jesus' name. Is his name Starrett? What's his last name? Rubbles. We pray for that young man right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke suicidal thoughts, Lord. We rebuke depression right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, send a Christian brother close to him right now to, to, to bear him up, Lord, while he's weak. And we just pray this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Because if we want to crucify anybody, it's the defense. He should have never been put in that position. Amen. Amen. See what the truth will do for you? Set you free. All right, what was I yelling about a couple minutes ago? Let's finish this up. All right, Romans 5 and 5. We're talking about why we, why we need to love God with our soul so that our soul can be his sanctuary. Romans 5, 5 says this, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit, come on, to fill our hearts with his love. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to love God and to obey God, to love ourselves righteously, and to love others as well. So if it's your desire to give your soul this year to, the, to God as a sanctuary, please repeat this after me. Lord, I give you all of my soul as a possession so that you can possess me Put your mind on your, on your head this time, please. 
here. Say the word here. Here. All right. Praise God. So, finally, we are in um, the last part, and it says this, and uh, you can come up, please. It says this, if you truly love me, give me all of your mind. This is what Jesus is saying. If you truly love me, give me all of your mind for a sanctuary. John 4.24 says this, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Father, as we go into the last leg of this, I don't want anything to be lost. I know when people see Kimberly walk up there, they start tuning out. Lord, don't let them tune out. You're still speaking. I pray now for a holy hush over us so we continue eating what God has for us so we can be energized for this year. In Jesus' name. God is the spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So what, what is it like then to worship him in spirit and truth? We find that in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. This is how you make your life look like worship to God. Worship, just isn't, worship isn't just songs. Worship just isn't a service. Worship is, say this with me, a lifestyle. Romans 12, 1 through 2 say this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Why are we giving our bodies to God? Remember, we said that we want them to be his sanctuary this year, where he truly lives, right? Give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Remember, what is it to worship in spirit and truth? Listen to what it says right here. This is truly the way to worship him. So the greatest way to worship God, single people, is to give your body to God alone. The greatest way to worship God, married people, is to give your body to God alone. This is his sanctuary where he lives. Do you not know that in the old covenant, when they had to go into the Holy of Holies one time of year, that the priest had to wear bells around his ankle and a rope around it as well so that they could hear him moving in there and the bells ringing to know that he was still alive? Why? Because if he went in there with sin, or if he does something wrong, the judgment of the Lord was so strong in that place that he would die and they'd had to drag him out of the holy holies. That was, a, that was a temporary structure on earth. But listen to me, church, you are that structure now. You are the holy of holies. Say this with me. I am the holy of holies. Say it again. I am the holy of holies. You are where God abides. Think about that as you choose to watch things this year. Think about that as you choose to say things and eat things and do things this year, that you are actually where God lives now. Let's keep going. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Why do we have to give God our mind? He said, love me with all of your mind. Why? Because he will change our mind. He will, the process of becoming a new person is when he changes the way 
we think. God, remove our stinking thinking. The things that we think are right that are evil in your sight. Holy Spirit, come and dwell upon us in a greater measure. We don't want to offer up strange fire to you anymore. We want to give you what you're asking for. You didn't ask for you didn't ask for uh, a sheep with a broken leg. You didn't ask for a sheep with spots. You said, "Give me one without blemish." How can we as humans give you ourselves without blemish? Because it was the blood of Jesus Christ that was poured out for us. And he washed away our sins. And now we are without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Not only are we the holy of holies, but we are the bride of Christ as well. And he's coming back for a church. He's coming back for a bride without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. But we're humans, God. How do we get rid of the spots and wrinkles and the any such things? We do it by giving our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. And he will begin to change the way that we think. And as he does this, the Bible says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Romans 8, 5 through 10, my last passage. I want the deacons to get ready to uh, serve communion. Uh, the praise team can come back as well. They're going to do a final song, a blessing over you momentarily. But we are going to take communion. So if I could get the deacons to come uh, up uh, to help with that, please. My final passage today, the Lord's final passage for you is this. Remember, we've got to give him our mind as a sanctuary. Romans 8, 5 through 10 says this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. The reason we want social media, the reason we want television is because our carnal mind craves it. So we got to think about that. Like, okay, while I'm on TikTok or while I'm on Instagram or while I'm on television, which me is eating this? Like, is this me in the flesh? Am I doing something fleshly right now? Is this a fleshly desire or is this the spiritual me? Church, when the spiritual you is hungry, he will pick up a Bible. When the spiritual you is hungry, there will be prayer. When the spiritual you, you is hungry, there will be attention towards God, not to the things of this world. Now, I'm not saying that all social media is bad, but it's not your Bible either. Let's keep going. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, remember, we're sanctuaries now. The things, they do mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Say this with me. I am not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Okay, listen to the if part. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. How's that happen? We do what he asks for. God, I love you with my whole heart, my whole soul, and my whole mind. 
Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is not in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. All right. Finally, church, if you want God to make a sanctuary out of your mind, please place your head, hand on your head one more time and repeat this after me. Lord, I give you all of my mind as a possession so that you can possess me and tap your mind, tap your head, and then say this word here. All right, so Father, we've done this. You can stand to your feet now. Father, we've done this today. We've learned how to be perfected by love. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. And we just ask you, God, to come into us and be a sanctuary in our heart, a sanctu make a sanctuary out of our soul, and make a sanctuary out of our mind. So from this moment forward, God, if any sin be found in our lives, it's only because we chose it. And we've subjected you to it. But I thank you that through the power of your Holy Spirit, that the power of sin has been broken. Church, can you lift your hands one more time? Father, I pray for each of us with our hands lifted all over the building, that you would look down from heaven and see a house that was not built with men's hands. That you would look down and see the new houses you have to live in, God. We are your dwelling places. And Lord, we know that we've fallen short. We know that, God, that we've sinned. We know that we're, we haven't done what was right at all times, God, but you make us right by faith. May 2023 be the year of the Bible again. May 2023 be the year when we turn off the television and we wake up in the morning and we pray first and we read the word first because you are truly our first love again. Thank you for this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray a blessing over our communion trays, God. So as they go through the sanctuary and pass out communion to those who desire communion, Father, I pray a blessing over it. You gave your body for us to be broken. You gave your blood to, uh, was shed for us for the remission of our sin. And may we all examine ourselves to make sure that we are right with God. Because this is not 